thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your life. Welcome to Wellness Women Radio for the women with big dreams who dare to be different and who want to thrive in health, work and play. Dr. Ashley Bond and Dr. Andrea Huddleston bring you a weekly podcast to help you master true health and create an exceptional life. This episode of Wellness Women Radio is very proudly brought to you by Dinner Twist. Dr. Ashley and I want to let you in on a little secret of how we maintain our healthy whole foods lifestyle with very little time. And one of those ways is actually with Dinner Twist. So they plan, they shop, they deliver everything to our door to take all of the guesswork out of having really healthy meals for dinner each night. Um, I love Dinner Twist because they are a locally family-owned business here in Perth in Western Australia, and all of their produce is locally sourced and seasonal. So they are really invested in all of their suppliers as well, which is absolutely amazing. Everything is so fresh. Uh, Ashley and I both get the Wholesome Box, which is naturally gluten and dairy-free as well, and is very consistent with a paleo-type lifestyle as well. Uh, so it's, you know, completely consistent with, you know, the way that we want to eat and want to feed our loved ones too. This is also how I trick Dean into thinking that I can actually cook. So seriously, if I can do it, everybody can trust me. And their recipes are so delicious. They also have other options apart from the wholesome box. So they have a family box for bigger size families an express box. If you're really short on time, uh, as well as a vegan box too. Now, we would love to give you the opportunity for you to actually try Dinner Twist and realize how healthy, how delicious and how fresh it is, but also how much easier this is going to make life as well. So we have a special promo code for you, and that is going to give you $35 off your first box. And that is WWR for Wellness Women Radio. Um, So we would love you to uh, try for yourself. Don't take my word for it, but let me know what you think. Without further ado, ladies, onto the show. Hi there, lovely listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in today on Wellness Women Radio. I'm Ashley. And I'm Andrea. And as always, you can find us on social media. So we are the Wellness Women on Facebook. We're at the Wellness Women Official on Instagram. You can find Ashley on Dr. Ashley Bond on everything. I am the Period Whisperer on Facebook and DrAndrea.xo on Instagram. And thank you so much for joining us again, you know, totally amongst all the craziness that's happening in the world at the moment. We all hope that you are staying safe and healthy and sane uh, wherever you might be right now. And uh, we're totally noticing that there's lots and lots of things, uh, both positive and negative, that are coming out of just, you know, the changes in the world. And uh, I was almost hoping that we would we would have an episode where we didn't have to talk about, you know, COVID-19 or coronavirus, but it's kind of just reality right now. Um, and because of that, there's a bit of a flow-on effect for certain things, which is, you know, what we're going to get into tonight. Uh, but first, let me check in with my lovely co-host, Ash, how are you doing? <laughs> All good here. Just um, like you said, you know, just trying to find the find the groove now because it is our new normal and um, it's going to be this way for a little little bit of time to come. So I think what we've, we've noticed as well is the last few weeks has been a lot of, you know, chaos and scary stuff. And now I think that we're starting to see people get a little bit more real about what's going on, mm-hmm. starting to make some choices. Um, I think it's almost like the grief process, right? You're sort of now getting to a point of acceptance that this is not going to go away very quickly. It's not suddenly just going to mm-hmm. wake up tomorrow and be finished. Um, so there's a, little, a degree of acceptance there. Um, even when really bad stuff's happening, you know, I guess we're starting to realize there's things we do have control over 
And there's things that we yeah. don't have control over and being able to draw that line in between those two, you know, options of saying, should I be stressing about something I really can't control? I think people starting to get a little bit more uh, realistic about, you know, how they approach their day-to-day lives, realizing that they might have been really wrapped up in all those things they couldn't control for the first few weeks of it really being, you know, mm-hmm. media saturated. But now I think we're actually pretty exhausted from that media saturation. And I, most of the people I've spoken to this week, are tuning out of the news. They've kind of accepted yeah. the reality of where we're at. They've accepted the changes to, you know, our social isolation policies. They've accepted, that you know, that WA has even closed its borders, not just um, on a national level, but on a regional level. You know, like we've got a beautiful big state here in WA and it's even been closed off, you know, in sections of this particular state, which is extraordinary and unprecedented. So um, whilst it's still, you know, alarming, I think what I'm starting to see now is people's awareness of some of the ripple effects that are happening, you know, like, so it was all about just let's not get COVID, but now people are thinking a little bit beyond um, the disease process and starting to go, okay, wow, this ripple effect, you know, what else is going to happen as a consequence of what else is already happening? You know, what are some of the, the side effects or co-effects, however you want to look at that, of having these policies and legislation changes? And of course, you know, essentially governments can dictating what is going on. Obviously, massive changes in um, the simplest things that we can think of. Let's just say, this week, one of my clients have been working with him for weeks and weeks and weeks, gearing him up ready. He's about to have a full knee replacement and that got canned on Monday. And, um, you know, it's been pretty, I want to say pretty devastating. He knows it's not the end of the world about getting this new knee, but he has been working so hard for so long. This is like, the, you know, the end goal um, because he wanted to get the very best outcome from his surgery and it's kind of like a massive letdown. So, and that's just yeah. one person with one surgery right and even he realizes it's not life-threatening that surgery like it's just simply it's the massive disappointment of not getting somewhere that you've been aiming for um and there's just so many conversations about those situations in there andrea like we're getting you know women talking about all different levels of you know you mm. with some of the things we're going to dive in today are to do with women's reproductive health you know and some of the consequences and effects in that area um we're yeah. going to talk about some things as well just obviously economic we know that that's happening there's a lot of families who are going to struggle financially talking to some teachers you know again this week and it's been brought up again the risks that they foresee occurring in families where there's domestic violence and and there's issues of, you know, child abuse and stuff like that. And I'm just like, we're just starting to really get a grip on the ripple effect. And it could sound horrific and terrifying if we really dived into all of it. Um, there are some, you know, shining examples of great um, innovation occurring as well. I'm seeing some people doing some extraordinary, you know, beautiful things. One project locally was talking about um, getting kids to write letters to older people and being able to just, you know, letterbox drop a little picture from, you know, a kid down the road. They may not know each other, but they know that that person's elderly and isolated. Oh, that's so lovely. It's about bringing light and happiness to people's lives. Um, Today, how's this for cool? I had a look at – we had a hand sanitizer um, that just arrived, and this is a company that normally manufactures salon – uh, salon only hair care ranges. Um, yeah. and they've diverted some of their production into the production of sanitizers. So whilst, you know, hairdressers are closing and unfortunately that industry is being damaged hugely right now, um, obviously they're not 
being able to sell their standard salon hair care ranges. So they've, you know, they've flipped it and diversified and they've got another product out there that's helping so many people at a time when we cannot get those products and we can't keep our doors open if we have those products, you know, don't have them. So I'm seeing, you know, great, um, great innovation, great, lots of great clever ideas on all these, you know, wonderful parent forums about the homeschooling options and how to keep their kids entertained. I've seen plenty using masking tape, you know, as an option <laughs> Joking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh god, I, the kids, I they're going crazy. <laughs> take my hat off to mums at the moment all around the world who've got and their dads. kids phone and full dads. time. Oh, dads, of course, and yeah, dads. dads too. I think I just uh, because obviously you know I'm from like a single parent household. Um, I just automatically just think mums. It's just it's not in my natural instinct to think of um, you know the dads too. But yeah. I don't let that uh, you know discourage any of the dads who are doing it phenomenal job out there too and especially the parent teachers too like their parents now they're the home teachers and everything else uh it's just unbelievable and incredible how quickly people are adapting and just making the most of the situation how about like Um, online fitness classes and the kids you know dance classes have been going online i just thought it was so cute i saw a video of a little girl doing her dance class in front of the tv being streamed off the you know the teacher's um laptop that she was doing a class from her home and i'm just like this is beautiful yeah it's pretty amazing Um, one of the things that I am really concerned about at the moment and this is kind of what we want to move into and talk about tonight is the fact that a lot of um, elective surgeries and medical procedures have been cancelled at the moment um, you know for all sorts of different reasons but just because of the obviously the COVID-19 outbreak and this is impacting a lot of couples who are going through assisted reproductive um, fertility so lots of people are having their IVF or ICSI cycles cancelled. Some are right at the point where, you know, they've had egg retrievals, they're about to go through transfers and or they might be mid-cycle and it's like they're just, you know, they've pulled the pin pull the rug out straight from under them and leaving these couples completely high and dry, just saying, stop all your treatments, stop your medications, stop the hormones and everything exactly where you're at. And I've got a couple of patients who, you know, have tried everything to conceive. And, you know, it might be the fact that there's, you know, a lack of sperm or premature ovarian failure or something along those lines that's required them to go down the assisted reproductive um, fertility route and now they've got so far through that and um, they're just you know obviously being left high and dry by the medical community at the moment which is really really sad and I absolutely feel for all of these couples um, because one they've worked so hard to get to the point where they're at at the moment and they don't know when they may be able to start the cycle again they don't know what their body's going to be doing between now and when that might happen because this is all sort of cancelled indefinitely at the moment. Um, in some areas, uh, they're, you know, quote-unquote experts are advising anyone undergoing fertility treatment to avoid becoming pregnant at the moment. Um, and that almost seems a little bit condescending as well because surely if they're going through fertility treatment in the first place, uh, they've been trying desperately to get pregnant so avoiding it is you know essentially what's been happening the entire time anyway otherwise they wouldn't have gone into those doors in the first place but um 
I guess this episode is about we really wanted to acknowledge the women and the couples who are experiencing this at the moment and try and maybe give you some pointers or uh, some leverage points that you may be able to try and focus on if you don't want to lose some momentum that you've created already. Yeah, and there would have been a lot of couples as well just, you know, when I say prepared, just readying themselves for this process yeah. to start, you know, actually even not getting there but having had that light at the end of the tunnel, maybe having had the first consultations yeah. even cancelled but they haven't even had a chance to chat to, you know, a reproductive specialist yet because um, that was their next step. So, yeah, there's absolutely, you know, lots of levels and lots of ways in which this is affecting people, you know, just affecting families, affecting even grandparents, you know, just sitting on the sidelines, hoping, really hoping for their, their child to experience the joy of family that they have. You know, there's just a lot of yeah. ways that ripple effect goes deep through families as well. Um, so, yeah, ladies, we, we feel you and we hear you because um, I think, as, as Andrea's alluded to, we work with women all day, every day, and these are not uncommon stories for us you know it's not uncommon yeah. for someone to tell us they're going through IVF it's not uncommon and then all of a sudden we you know we hear that elective surgeries and this has been lumped into it is cancelled and we know what that means you know we know and understand those implications um mm -hmm. what about the women who are pregnant 35 week plus um you know they're just starting to tell women that they may not have a support person with them when they go into labor yeah. into a hospital environment um i've you know been really, really grateful um to have been you know included in some of the decision making for one of my lovely ladies and she's decided to go with a home birth you know as an option which was encouraged to her by a midwife which i thought was wonderful um because they're just trying to unburden some of those resources to allow other women who may not have that opportunity to utilize that space and resource for her birth and i just thought these midwives are just angels. They are doing their absolute best in such mm -hmm. a challenging situation. So hats off to our midwives out there that are working for women every day, you know, putting those mums first. But they can't help legislation when it's put in place that they can't bring a birth partner in. You know, that's it's almost criminal that they should be denied the opportunity to birth with someone beside them that's, you know, is near and dear to them, whether it be a husband, a partner, a friend, a mother, whoever that person is. Um, I just can't comprehend that idea of going to, you know, a birth environment alone and just having to trust an obstetrician or a doctor or a midwife or someone, you know, to support me because it's such an emotional disconnection. Um, so, ladies, yeah. if that's, you know, if that's you as well, we, we hear you, we understand, and, you know, we'll definitely give you some tips and tricks and resources it's probably a whole other episode right there just on birthrights but <laughs> we might actually do yes. that next right we might actually have a chat to a doula i've got someone in mind who i'd love to chat to because she's absolutely you know red rag raging right now she's just so angry about the whole situation um and rightly so so i think we'll have to leave that one for another episode but let's talk to our ivf you know mamas and papas mm. and families and just talk about what we we think you could be doing um at this really challenging time yeah. Okay. So, um, ladies, we cannot even imagine the emotional upheaval that would be happening at the moment. And that could also be chemically induced as well, because you might be in the middle of a cycle, you might be, you know, pumped full of a whole cocktail of different hormones. And then you've just had this massive hormone withdrawal, which can, you know, induce some sort of like hormone withdrawal bleed. Um, you might be having weird spotting and all sorts of other things. Hopefully you haven't had any, um, you know, ovarian hyperstimulation um, and hopefully you're still being able to be looked after by some sort of reproductive expert. Um, but some things that you can take, you can kind of think about now 
if you still want to feel like you're in control of this situation and focus on some things that you can actually control, what we wanted to do is give you a few tips of things that might help to ramp up and enhance your fertility as well and some things to look for too. Um, my first thing just to have a look at is just think about, okay, what can you do now and what do you want to do now? If this is completely overwhelming and you feel absolutely just defeated that this has, um, you know, your cycle has been stopped or, or you cannot progress with this indefinitely at the moment, it's absolutely okay to take a break. It's totally fine to sit back and just go, well, obviously the timing is not right now and just to, um, you know, focus on other things if that's what you want and if that's what is, you know, the most emotionally supportive thing for you to do at the moment. So that's okay. I, I know you don't need permission for that, but I think that, that that's also absolutely fine. And if you do want to still keep creating momentum and try and control the things that you do have control over, there are some things that you can be looking at. So obviously, um, you know, if you are recognizing all of your signs of fertility, if you've been paying really close attention to your hormones, um, the different phases of your cycle, if you've been charting your cycle, if you've been doing your temperatures or, um, you know, maybe doing luteinizing hormone or your LH surge strips um, and testing any of that sort of stuff at home, that's fantastic. Um, and if you've got uh, I guess, um, records and charts and that sort of thing of that and you need help interpreting, we can totally help you with that if you wish. Um, I would be obviously looking for some really good signs of ovulation to see if that is happening. Um, and we know a woman is ovulating by a few different factors. So obviously seeing an increase in temperature, um, if, you're, if you're doing your basal body temperature charting in the mornings, um, seeing like that fertile um, ovulatory mucus um, so that cervical mucus that, that is produced, that is that egg white type consistency. Also a healthy bleed that, so, you know, a period that's about a month, you know, that comes sort of once a month or usually sort of a couple of weeks after maybe some ovulatory changes. And that should be lasting for a couple of days and should be more than about 25 mils um, of blood loss. So those kind of factors would tell us that, yes, you've probably ovulated in that cycle. So yes, that corpus luteum would have formed in the ovary, which is then producing progesterone, which is what is one of the crucial things that can help to actually um, allow for implantation of a fertilized embryo. Um, initially. So those are some things to look for to see if you are ovulating in the first place. Um, you know, there can be reasons why women aren't doing that and there can be lots of different factors going on there, um, which is probably beyond the scope of this podcast right now. I would also obviously be looking at your tests and your hormone levels and everything else because um, most of the time when I see women going into the IVF um, or the assisted um, reproductive sort of realm, it's usually more often than not because of hormonal imbalances that are actually stopping the optimal, um, I guess, fertile state of a woman's body. And that can be for both men and women or sometimes at the same time as well. So let's dig into those tests. Let's see what's going on for you hormonally. Um, we've done stacks of podcasts on all sorts of things to look for in terms of, um, actually, Ash, have we done a podcast on fertility testing? 
I can't remember. Not specifically testing, but I think it was bundled into one of our conversations about, you know, um, probably amenorrhea and infertility and things like that when we were okay. talking about that. But we can definitely do a separate one. I think it's worth a conversation because some of those yeah. things can be really confusing. And, look, there's still plenty of women who will have only, you know, a very um, minimal panel of hormone tests done before they proceed with the IVF um process yeah. and yeah someone's they really need to be you know chained to someone like yourself or a naturopath first to be addressing some of those more underlying issues um that could be preventing fertility which would you know potentially allow for a natural conception as opposed to the the process of going through IVF and you might and some of you listening might be actually thinking oh well if um my hormones were the problem then why wouldn't have you know the the IVF clinics for example highlighted that and the simple fact is that once you get to the point of going down that that route of assisted um you know conception it really doesn't matter what has brought you in there in the first place it really doesn't matter the factors for your either explained or unexplained um, subfertility or infertility. All that matters now is how can we manipulate the system as fast as physically possible to, you know, essentially get you pregnant. So none of the other factors are really taken into consideration or, you know, a lot of the time um, looked at resolving before going down that route because once you get there, usually it's just like, okay, how can we get you pregnant as fast as possible? In most, and this is, you know, I'm speaking from the experience of, of my patients who've been down that realm. Um, okay, we will post some things on social media in terms of some stuff to look out for in, in terms of testing parameters and normal hormone levels at certain stages of your cycle so you can kind of reference that. Um, and the other things that... You can control, and just to give you a quick little summary, and these are the things that are going to affect your egg quality. So when it comes to conception, one of the most important things is making sure that you've got really beautiful, robust, excellent quality um, eggs, and this is absolutely under your control. And remember that um, your eggs are being matured in the ovary 90 days before their release, and the body is starting to select that egg you know uh, almost like a full year in advance so the longer you have to change and control this the better um but anyway so some of the things that help to really enhance egg quality and we've gone over this before um, but anything that affects blood supply to the egg and to the ovary or which improves something called angiogenesis are things like coenzyme q10 or ubiquinol um, vitamin d melatonin interestingly enough dhea estrogen is essential for egg quality um l-carnitine as well which helps to really reduce oxidative stress making sure your leptin is all under control and nice and balanced because that's also um, a really important factor when it comes to equality as well that's just a couple of quick little things um, I guess if you want more specific information about that um, feel free to just send us through um, a message and we can um, try and navigate that with you uh, but those are some things that are in your control that you can be doing, you know, fairly safely on your own as well that can help to improve egg quality. Um, but that doesn't take the place of obviously, um, you know, an excellent diet, whole foods, nutrition, um, really great, uh, like a prenatal as well that would be really important, um, making sure that all of um, – 
your partner's sperm or semen parameters are, you know, top notch. And we did a podcast recently around male fertility. So make sure you go back and have a listen to that. Uh, making sure that, you know, you're moving your body, you're exercising regularly, you're not smoking. Um, if you are holding a little bit of weight, even just a slight reduction in weight can help to improve fertility markers and hormone levels as well. So even just working towards a goal, even if you're not there yet, is still going to really improve things as well. And if there is some underlying, say, PCOS, endometriosis, ovarian cyst formation, um, low progesterone, all of those factors, um, those will absolutely um, need to and can be addressed often so much so with diet and lifestyle changes, um, which I think is also something that should be quite motivating for you and hopefully um, you'll feel like you can have control over too. And that's pretty exciting too. When oh, we're in a, just we're, talk so much. Oh, no, good job. <laughs> that's what you do in terms of, you know, every day you're guiding women through this process. And I think that um, if more people understood that they could be talking to someone who works in natural, you know, assisted fertility in the areas of dietary health lifestyle, um, they may realize they've got a lot more control over that journey, that pathway. And I think a lot of women give away their control thinking they're somehow broken and need someone to fix them. You know, they, yeah. we hand over our bodies, we hand over our, um, our health to someone else, you know, whether it be an IVF doctor or, or anyone to say, hey, I, I can't get pregnant, something's broken, something's wrong with me, you know, fix it, um, as opposed to this idea that, wow, this is just a reflection of maybe some of the choices or some of the, you know, other underlying concerns. What if I take control of all those things I can and if I'm still having troubles, then that's always there for me. Um, it just seems like sometimes we, we want to try and just choose the easy, faster path because someone else did it and it was so easy and <laughs> I'm not willing to do the work. So I'm a big believer in women yeah. taking, you know, full responsibility and um, – and that's not to say that women don't, but I just find that um, often when I, you know, read between the lines, when you hear the complaint, it's the questions you ask. So, so have you tried any of these? Oh, no, no, and no, and no. And it's it's kind of some of the really, you know, what I say, simple things to ask, which to a lot of people are not so simple. They're not, you know, the common things to think yeah. about. So I definitely take and it for granted <laughs> that I, I think that way. And um, I guess yeah. the big thing I hope for women is that they realise that, um, to seek out the expert advice from one person alone is not always the best thing. You know, sometimes there's, there's got to be a team approach to this. Yeah, I agree. And a lot of the time what will wind couples up or, or you know, bring couples into, um, say, an, an IVF or a fertility clinic in the first place is usually when they're painted with a brush of, quote, unquote, unexplained infertility. Mm. And I just don't think that that's good enough. Mm. And for all of the patients that I've seen who have been told they have unexplained infertility, when we look at simple biochemical parameters, you can see very clearly, okay, this is why you have subfertility. You are not infertile. There is some imbalances here, which means that you are, you know, whatever it might be, you not you don't have enough estrogen or progesterone or testosterone or you know a whole bunch of combination of things or it could be similar for men um this is why your sperm morphology is so terrible your sperm quality is not doing what it's supposed to do this is not unexplained this is perfectly understandable based on these factors but it's just about you know in in my opinion looking at the body as a whole rather than just 
um, you know, taking things apart just down to the ovaries and going, oh, are they functioning? Yeah, yep. okay, that's good enough. <laughs> let's, let's pull out some are, eggs, let's, still, let's match yeah, them with exactly. some sperm and let's put it back in there. And um, it is a very mechanistic approach, isn't it? And that's what uh, unfortunately medicine's known for is broken parts and try and, you know, pull them out and put them back together better. But um, that unfortunately, is not always the case. I mean, gosh, you're completely responsible for getting hundreds of women pregnant. So, um <laughs> You know, I love being uh, fairy godmother to all the little babies we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Love um, it. There's so many other things that women okay. can do though. And uh, for me right now as well, stress reduction is always a big player. Um, it's like why there's so yeah. many of those stories about people they went on holiday or they had the honeymoon baby or that, you know, after all the stress subsides, they finally get to, you know, get to conceive naturally. And they're just like, what? I've tried all these things and how on earth did that just happen? So maybe right now if people are, you know, less stressed and in, in the same home more often together, there might be an increased chance of, uh, you know, conception anyway. <laughs> and, you know, Ash, one thing I've noticed is that, um, you know that rushing women syndrome that we yeah. see so often, um, that has dialed back just a little bit because no one's going anywhere. Mm-hmm. No one's, you know, do it. everybody's got the time and flexibility at the moment. Mm. So I say absolutely take advantage of this. Yeah. Um, so feel that sense of peace and quiet in your system as much as possible and take advantage of the fact that, you know, maybe you and your partner are home and together um, and that you can, you know, it doesn't even have to be about baby making, but it could be, um, you know, to really enhance your, um, you know, your lovemaking and your sex life because that is only going to bring, you know, obviously amazing blood flow through to the reproductive organs, particularly with orgasm. So, you know, you your partner's got some jobs to do or got, got some work to do there um, and make sure they're focused on you. And, um, you know, maybe just having that beautiful intimacy between the two of you without some sort of goal or agenda, and that's only going to be beneficial for, you know, obviously not just your, your mental state but but your physical state too. Absolutely. So, um, yeah. That's more, some good homework for more, everybody. More time together in this whole uh, social isolation, you know, space. It's uh, it's interesting. So this might be the golden golden goose, the, the, the silver lining, the rainbow at the end of the storm clouds. You know, it's uh, this might just be the benefit that we all get to slow down a fraction and uh, focus in on what's more, more important to us and maybe uh, the IVF processes will be less needed if uh, women and, and men are taking that time together and slowing down and, you know, I guess looking after each other as well. Um, I do feel for all my same sex families and couples. I know one of my gorgeous clients at the moment's going through things and I just can't see how yeah. there's any path forward right now for them. So, um, you know, I feel, yeah. feel for, for them for sure. Um, but at the same time, you know, like you said, take the positive steps. You can't change what you can't change, but you can, you know, take control of the things that will make you feel happier. Maybe it is just taking your focus off things for a little while just to get back, you know, get back to full mental, emotional balance and, you know, be ready when things are, things are right, when the time's there and uh, everyone's back in business, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, if that is your scenario, like what you just mentioned there, Ash, then maybe just focusing on, the, again, the things that you can control and making sure that you are doing whatever you can to prepare your body as best you can so that when the time um, and the, you know, opportunity is there, that you are just ready to go. <laughs> 
and no pun intended there you, yeah it. you know what I mean anyway I uh, <laughs> all right um so ladies we've just we've listed a whole bunch of stuff there if you do have questions about that don't please don't hesitate to get in touch with us um and we can you know help to support you or point you in the right direction um so you can email us directly at info at thewellnesswomen.com.au you can contact us through our website um or just of course on social media um uh, ash anything else you want to add into that no, stay happy, stay well, and uh, keep tuning in and learning and, you know, growing even though we're in terrible times. It's an, I think it's an opportunity to, to gain more knowledge, gain more experience. I mean, I've finally got some time on my hands and I will finish my jeweler training. I'm just Yay! so excited about that. It's, it's been uh, – it's like when I say, you know when something is 90% done and you, you're satisfied enough that you've done pretty well, but there's just those last few tasks or last few things that have to be ticked off. They're going to require some effort and time, but I just haven't had the time, you know, all the even desire to kind of do the work that's needed and now i'm like no excuses yeah, a lot so, going on yeah Ashley. sorry i contacted my my you know the coach today and she's just like awesome back on board i'm like i will finish it i, I promised you i would it just it's just taking longer than i expected so <laughs> i'm really excited about this opportunity so you know again like those moments where there might be just tasks unfinished there's just things to be done like take that opportunity to um to close the books on some of those things that are just sitting there that we've been procrastinating on i also think now's a great time to to get that get that stuff done and clear it out and that's clearing the clutter right so leaving more room for more great things to happen in your life definitely and uh actually if lots of more women are going to be having home births then they're absolutely going to need some pretty amazing birth advocates so yeah you get that done girl <laughs> <laughs> onto it uh, all right ladies well again we hope you're staying healthy well and safe at home um please get in contact with us let us know how you're doing make sure you've joined our facebook group so the wellness um the wellness women tribe on facebook uh and ladies so you have been listening to wellness women radio uh we are the wellness women dr ashley bond and dr andrea huddleston we are raising the bar on women's health and until next week be well this has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com check us out on facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash the wellness couch subscribe to each show on itunes and check us out on twitter the wellness couch streaming wellness into your lives Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.